1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Asif. Let's start with your weekly update. Well, if you remember last week, the we were talking about the bottom falling out and how bad February had been, but... Over the course of the family day weekend, I'm not sure what happened, but it looked like there was a lot of families out there looking for houses. So we had over 150 sales in about a five-day span in York Region. That's unbelievable because I remember when you came in last week and you're usually, you can put a positive spin on almost any numbers and I didn't feel that from you last week. So what do you think changed and how does this last week compare to you know what you've, uh, you've seen early this year? I think it's been weather. I mean, if you look at what's happened with our weather over the last few days, you know, we've had spring-like weather. People have been out looking for houses. Uh, there's not a lot of inventory. We've actually seen multiple offers return to the marketplace. Wow. and 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 that was unheard of for the last seven or eight months. So there's a lot of activity out there. Uh, the region is over 500 sales for the month already. Now, when you look at that, those are great numbers, right? Sure, sounds but good. When you compare it to 2017, which is what's going to happen in about a week or 10 days, we're still going to be about 50% off the pace. But again, but, we have to remind our listeners that 2017 was unusual, right? Isn't that what you've told us? Yep, it was an aberration, especially the the beginning, the first quarter of 2017. Once we get into April, that's what we've been saying all along. Once we get into April and we start comparing apples to apples, we're going to start to see that you know our market is very active and very strong. But until we get to that, we're comparing apples to oranges, and, and we're going to have these fluctuations that's going to drive people crazy. Do you want to talk specifically about what was sold this week? What I want to talk about is the strength of condo sales okay. in the region. And if you think about how many condos used to sell in York Region back in the day and, and what's happening right now. So let's look at January because that's a full month. So the last full month on record, January 2018, there was 595 sales in York Region. Of that, 114 were condos. That's almost 20%, which is unheard of for York Region. And, and we're seeing that in Markham, Richmond Hill, Vaughan. Those are our leaders for the condo uh, market. Markham has a lot of condo buildings right now. There is, in January, there's 47 condos sold in Markham alone, 35 in Richmond Hill, and 29 in Vaughan. And, and we're going to see Vaughan's numbers pick up now, too, with the subway and more condos coming up. So you're going to see that pick up. But... Looking at the entire Toronto Real Estate Board, the 416 led the way with 899 condo sales for January. That's, that's almost a 1,000 condo sales. And then considering how small the 905 is, there was 376 condo sales there. So, you know, almost half of what the 416 did, but... Just think of how many buildings there are downtown and high-rises, and, and to be at 376 condo sales for the 905, that is, that, that's incredible. But I guess, you know what, if you think about it, if you really think about it, you drive anywhere in the region, 
that is all you're seeing, right? It's everyone's going vertical for for builders. You know, they want to maximize their space and get as much out of the land as possible. And it's affordability, right? That's it. It's in Toronto. The average price of a condo is five hundred forty three thousand dollars. What can you buy in Toronto for five hundred thousand dollars? And then you look in in the region in the nine hundred five. The average condo price is four hundred twenty two thousand. You're comparing that to houses, which are averaging around eight hundred nine hundred thousand. It's a deal. And what size condo are we looking at for that kind of money? In in the region, you're looking at about four hundred and fifty to five hundred and fifty dollars a square foot. So for a four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollar unit, you're probably around the eight hundred square feet, seven hundred and fifty square feet mark. Uh, in and is that a two bedroom? Is that a bedroom and a den? They are so good with layouts right now. It could be a two-bedroom, wow. but most likely one in a den. Okay. And then in the city, you're seeing smaller condos, but that's also because the price per square footage is six to $700 right now. Okay. So, Can we talk a little bit then about condo fees? Because I think it's something that we don't really think about when we're purchasing that kind of property. What is this fee all about? What does it cover? So, you know, the the condo fees are, they're a set fee, not set, but it's calculated by your ownership of that building. So it goes by square footage to, to you know, break it right down to it. So it's an annual uh, fee. It gets amortized over a month. And it's going to cover three things. It's going to cover your share of utilities, your share of common areas, and your share of a reserve fund. And we're going to get, I'll get into reserve fund as well. But, but what you're paying for is with utilities, you know, some condos will include water, some condos will include uh, gas or hydro. A lot of the newer condos have separate meters. So you have a meter in your condo, you control what you're paying. A lot of the older ones, you'll notice that you're sharing it with everyone else in the building. Now, there's good and bad things to that. The mm-hmm. The good thing is you don't have to worry about how much hydro or gas you're using when when you're sharing it with everybody. But at the same time, you don't have any control over mm-hmm. what other people are using. And the other thing is a lot of times people will look at a condo fee and say, wow, that's $1,000 a month. I'm not going there. I, the other building's 500 But what are you comparing? Because the one that's 500 could have separate meters. So you're paying all of your utilities separately, but the one that's a thousand dollars, it could mean everything's included, even cable TV. Wow! So, oh my gosh! Once you huge. add everything up, it's a wash. Right, right, right. right so right. there's not that much of a difference. The other thing is maintenance. The good thing about condos is that they're very low maintenance. The thing is, somebody has to pay for it. So as a condo owner, because remember, when you buy a condo, it's not just that unit that you own. You you own a percentage of that building, depending on the square footage that you have in that condo. So you contribute towards the maintenance of that building. And the other thing is reserve fund. A portion of the fee that you pay every month gets stored away in a reserve fund. And that's if anything comes up. So, you know, what if the swimming pool needs repair? That's where the money comes from. Just so that the condo building doesn't have to keep coming to all the owners to Mm -hmm. say, this month we're going to do this, so you have to pay us this much more. So it all gets amortized. It's uh, it's pretty clean. You're looking at, on average, 50 to 60 cents a square foot is what you should budget for condo fees. And that goes up and down depending on how well the, the condo building is managed. You look at buildings that have indoor golf courses or, or golf ranges, you've got swimming pools, you've got gym, 24-hour security. Everyone 
wants all these amenities, but there's a cost to there's those. A cost to it. And the more amenities you have, the higher your condo fees are going to be. So, you know, keep that in mind. If you're not if you're not going to be working out or if you're not going to be swimming, maybe you don't need a building that has an indoor pool or, you know, a 24-hour gym. So, all these are going to go into your monthly fee. So, you got to make sure that the amenities that your building has to offer are amenities that you're going to be using. Yeah, that they suit your lifestyle, so do your homework. Correct. Okay, so before we take a break, let's turn our attention to the hot listing of the week. What can you tell us? As as the weather gets better and, and you start thinking of where you want to be, there's a really hot listing just off of Musselman's Lake. It actually overlooks Musselman Lake. It's at uh, Ninth Line, just north of Bloomington okay. in Stouffville. 94 Cedarville. The lot on this is 86 feet by 110 feet. Okay, so, you don't see that in the city. No, no. And, you know, it's it's a smaller home. It's a two plus one. So, you know, two bedrooms plus plus one in the basement, finished basement. Uh, the kitchen's been updated, but, you you know, you're 10 minutes from the 404, but you're in the country and you're, you're overlooking the lake. And then the price on this property is $745,000. Wow. So... What can you get in Markham or Stouffville or Richmond Hill at $745,000 overlooking a lake mm-hmm. and you're 10 minutes from the 404? I think this is probably the deal of the week, 94 Ab- Cedarville. Absolutely. Okay, so tell us one more time. I know you d- gave us the location. How can people get more information about this listing? It's 94 Cedarville. Give our office a call at 905-554-5522 and ask for Jen Gowland or Tamara Michael Stokes. Okay, terrific. We also have a giveaway for our listeners this week. You could win tickets to the National Home Show March 9th to 18th at Exhibition Place in Toronto. Just go to our website, 1059theregion.com, and click on On the Market section and fill out the online ballot for a chance to win two tickets to the show. When we come back, how condo fees could affect your monthly budget and affect your mortgage qualifications. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is Peter Ricketts. Peter's a financial coach with Capital Lending Centers. Peter, welcome. Thanks, guys. It's great to be back again. Peter, we were chatting about condos and condo fees. How do these fees and the extra expenses with condos, how do they affect mortgage qualifications? Uh, What the lender has to understand is that you may qualify for the mortgage, but there's also that that condo fee that you're going to have to pay for that's also rolled into the debt service ratio. So if if you're on the borderline of qualifying for that mortgage and then, you know, because you're going to have to pay the condo fee, that'll put you over. Some clients may not qualify and they sometimes don't understand why that is. Well, it's also a debt that you're going to have to pay. It's also a monthly fee that you're going to have to pay. So just remember that your ratios need to be in line in order to get approved. If you're, if this, if a condo fee will throw your ratios out of whack because it's $500 or whatever a month, then you got to take that into consideration. So even though the price of the condo is cheaper, what you're saying is it's almost like having another car loan. So if your it, condo fees are $500, you have to take that into consideration you, when you're qualifying. You definitely have to take that in, into consideration because lenders want to know that. Um, when you're buying a condo, say, for a resale, the first question that I would ask when I'm qualifying is, what is the condo fee? What does that look like? 
And then we got to go into status certificate, which is talks about reserve funds that condos are supposed to hold in their account just to make sure that, you know, they have enough if anything were to go wrong. Like they needed a new roof, they needed maintenance or whatever, elevators, stuff like that. All that stuff is, 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 um, needs to be taken into consideration when we're talking about, when we're looking at buying a condo. It's interesting that you brought up the status certificate part because we were showing some condos and and these were just investment condos. They were what's a status certificate? Can you explain that to our listeners? A status certificate it shows you the the state of the building itself, how healthy it is, uh, what's gone on with the unit. Is there any repairs or anything that needs to be done to that unit, or what's been done to the unit, and also how healthy the reserve fund is. And the reserve fund is how much money they have saved up because a percentage of these fees that every condo owner pays goes into a savings account, if you want to call it, for the condo corporation. And that's what they use when they have repairs coming up. You know, an elevator needs to be fixed or the underground parking needs to be repaved. This is where that money comes from. Now, what we've seen, uh, Peter, is we have seen some insurers like Genworth say we're not financing this building because of the reserve fund or or what is that all about so yes it's the reserve they don't have enough in the reserve fund so what does that mean what that means is we talked about condo fees earlier if you don't have enough in the reserve fund and something was to go wrong in the basement or the roof or whatever the tenants are held liable for repairs so your condo fee may come from the owners owners. yeah the owners are, are 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 liable for that fee. So what may happen, you may have a condo fee of 350 but there's not enough money in the reserve fund. If something major happens, then the condo corporation is going to go to the owners of the building and your your condo fee may be jacked up from 500 to $1,000. Wow. So that's where you're going to see where some of these insurers aren't going to insure some of these older buildings because they don't have enough in the reserve fund in case something like that happens. And for the listeners out there, sometimes when you do have an assessment like that where they say we're going to be increasing the condo fees because we need $45 million more, that could just be a special assessment for a certain uh, time period. So it could be we are raising your condo fees by $500 a month for three years. So that's called a special assessment and it's it's time limited. Now, from a mortgage perspective, how do you treat that? Is that because that's going to come back off, right? So how do you qualify some for that? Is that a temporary thing? It's going to be a temporary thing. It's explaining the, sto- the story to the lender that this is only a um, um, time specific. Some of them are can will drop it if they put more down payment. Um, there's a bunch of different ways that we can tackle that. You just have to speak to professional to learn that. So depending depending on the building, depending on area, depending on how much is in the reserve fund, there's a bunch of different scenarios that we can talk about that we can work around maybe an insurer like Genworth not insuring the 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 mortgage. And and with Gen I mean CMHC is the same thing. I think is there a blacklist? Is there some sort of list that's out there for these condo buildings? Uh, I'm going to say yes, there is a list that um the insurance companies know. So, for example, there's three. There's Canadian, there's Canadian Guarantee, there's Genworth, there's CMHC, and all three of them will have different parameters, but there's a list of buildings where if I go to try to fund it, the banks have that same list, and they'll say, no, no, we can't fund that. So then there's 
other private institutions where we can go to or maybe on the B side or whatever that may that may help with that. But yes, there is a list. Um, and it's not just in the areas where you think. I've had this happen to me in Burlington. I've had it in downtown Toronto before. I've had it. And downtown Toronto was a fairly new building, but the reserve fund wasn't, I'll say, up to snuff. And the the tenants of that building or the owners of that building could be could be held liable to a huge increase in their their condo fee. Okay, so to be clear then, if I'm interested in purchasing a condo, a property, in a blacklisted building, does that mean I'm not going to get financing? I'm not going to get my mortgage from um, a usual lender? Is that what you're telling us? You, you, yes, you may not be able to get it from, say, a typical lender. Um, even if you do have good credit, you may not be able to go to on the on the A side. But there's other options where you can go to on the B side, or maybe even a credit union where they'll they'll fund properties like this. And even private lenders. I mean, we've shown investment properties for condos for eighty five, ninety thousand dollars, one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and it sounds like a great investment because you're getting a tenant that's going to be paying the rent. But you know, at the last minute, the the insurer or the bank will come to you and say, hey, we're not financing this building. And we often see that with converts. So rental buildings that have been converted into condo buildings. Is there a reason for that? Or is, do they not like that concept? Some or? lenders don't like the concept. Some lenders don't think that it, it may not have been done properly, depending on who did the work, um, where the area is. Area is also a, a, a concern for some lenders. Um, but yeah, private is definitely a way to go. We've done a lot where, um, say, a traditional institution won't lend on that property, and then we go private. There's always an option, so don't be afraid that if, you, if you're looking for an investment property that, well, it's in this area, it may be blacklisted, it may be not, because there's always an option that we can get it funded. That's great information, and, and I think it also depends on the size of down payment as well. So if you're putting 50%, 60% down on these properties, then you know there's more leniency towards the financial institutions to, to fund that as well. Exactly. So the more money that you have down, um, it's always, I'm going to say it's always going to be better for you in buying. And that doesn't make a difference whether you're purchasing a, a condo, a townhome, um, a freehold home. It doesn't matter, right? Agreed. So the more money that you have down for buy- purchasing, I would say anything on the market right now is will be better for the buyer. And I guess what we're saying in terms of this condo conversation is that you also have to budget for condo fees. Are there other fees in there that maybe we're not, you know are not top of mind when we're looking at purchasing a condo? Well, you're always going to have the land transfer tax. You're always going to have um, condo fees, and I, as um, uh, a, a mortgage agent or a financial coach, I always ask for the status certificate. So then it's easy to, it's easy for me to coach the client on. Okay, yes, this is a good property. You may need to put X amount of dollars more down just so we avoid all this stuff. It's it's always good. Again, I'm gonna always preach this is to get somebody, a professional that knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, and can look at this stuff and coach you on where to go, how to buy, what to buy, how much to put down. And we're looking at York Region numbers and, and how condos have been growing over the last few years. The, the the general sense out there is it's easier to get finance for a condo than it is for a house. But that may not be this, the case if you're looking at all these fees and and you know appreciation and, and things like that. So is there any truth to that? Is it easier to yeah, get? Listen, no, it's not easier to get 
financing for a condo. First of all, there's stipulations where some lenders won't go if it's under 500 square feet. They won't even look at it. So there's there's all kinds of um, areas that come into play when we're talking about financing a condo. It's square footage. It's condo fees. It's status certificate. There's the list can go on. So it's not easier. So if you think it's easier, I'm not going to buy a house. I'm just going to go buy a condo. There's a lot to look at. There's a lot to look at. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Peter, for joining us again this month. We'll see you again next month. Fantastic. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Peter. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Ready, Asif? I am ready. Okay, the first question comes from Connor in Maple. He and his wife have decided to sell the family home, but they want to wait until the spring. He believes the damp, cloudy skies, along with that melting snow, doesn't really showcase his home. And uh, as it does, say, when the sun is shining in through those nice large windows, he says, and the grass is a lot greener. What do you think, Asif? Should he wait? It really depends on your your actual home and the situation, how much inventory there, there is. What I usually look for is, is wh- what our competition looks like. If there's not a lot of inventory, Connor, what you're going to be is the only game in town. So you may actually get more money, even though it doesn't show as well. You may actually get more money for it because you don't have that competition. If there's three or four properties and it's springtime and everything looks great, but you've got four people competing with you with very similar properties, the differentiating factor is going to come down to price. So now you get into that price game. So we can still make your property look good. You can still make your property look good. You know, maybe it's uh, getting some planters and, and putting them out, making it stand out so that it is different from your neighbors and and it gives that fresh look. So there's a lot of ways to differentiate and make your property stand out. It just depends on where you are and what the the landscape looks like in terms of how many listings there are. And I guess that then comes from he's got to talk to an expert, right? You do. And we can come in, take a look at it, let you know what you should change. Uh, you know, cleaning your windows is a huge thing. There's going to be sunny days coming up now. I mean, we're getting into the end of February. This is when most people try to jump the gun and, and beat that spring market just so that they can be the first one on and off the bus. Okay, our next question comes from Ruth in Schaumburg. Her and her husband are retired seniors and longtime residents of Schaumburg. She wants to know, with all the growth and new homes in that area, is now a good time to sell her property and perhaps head into a senior's residence? What are your thoughts for, for Ruth and her husband? That's a that, that's an area of growth, and definitely there's been a lot of appreciation in the homes that have been out there. There's... When we see areas like Schaumburg, we see a lot with the highways being, you know, fixed up and everything. There, there's a lot of people moving out that way because it's more convenient for them now. So definitely, it's a great time for you to sell that property. Let's take a look at your entire financial picture and and see how that will allow you to move into that senior's residence because you want to time it right for yourself, not just based on your property, but let's make sure it's the right decision for your family. And and we could do that by doing some 
uh, evaluations of what your property is worth now, what it may be worth in a year or two. And if that appreciation that's going to happen in the next two or three years is incremental, then we could look at you moving into that senior's residence now and, and getting a great deal for your home. Now, we've also talked a lot um, on this show about condos. Is condo is a condo an option for Ruth and her husband as seniors? Maybe they're not ready for a senior's residence, but maybe a condo might be a good fit for them? It could be, and there's a lot of condos being built all around the region, and the condo is going to appreciate. Your senior's residence mm. is not going to appreciate. So if you're taking your money out of your home and you want to put it somewhere where it's still going to make some money for you, the condo could be the right choice. It could be a little bungalow. That could be the right choice. But uh, most definitely, and that's why we need to look at your entire financial picture, Ruth, so that we can advise you properly and make sure that you're making this decision for all the right reasons. Thank you, Asa, for the great advice as usual. We'll catch up again next week. Thanks, Tina. And just a reminder, you could win tickets to the National Home Show March 9th to 18th at Exhibition Place in Toronto. Just go to our website, 1059theregion.com, click on On the Market, and fill out the online ballot for a chance to win tickets to the show. And remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.